not gonna lie, that sounds like my wife. Like I literally, I literally had like a partial of an album on recently, and she looked at me like, no, like she's dealing with a new job right now, so there's a, <laughs> there, there's a lot of things going on. And she got in the car, and it started playing, and she was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I was like, "Dude, so we're listening to." And she was like, "Not right, not right now." Please. It's someone tuning with a whammy with a whammy pedal. Right now. Oh, you mean that part where they're tuning with the whammy pedal right now? Oh, yeah. It's so hard to, like, argue with it. It's like, no, I totally get it. <laughs> and then, I, on top of that, for the first time in my life, not working retail, I still am bombarded with the Mariah Carey song. Ew. My, oh. uh, my four-year-old. Seven million dollar Mariah, seven million a year Mariah Carey song. Here, Crowder. Somehow... Somehow or another, she decided that is her favorite Christmas song. I got, I gotta tell you know the the other thing of, uh, you know, like you said, li- listening to this music around another person is is a. I was like, hey, it's ja- hey, it's jazz month here. It is it worse than three eleven? Shit, motherfucker, eat dick, fucking cat butt. And and I was like, stop putting the cat butt in the fucking camera, Robert. The fuck, man. I literally just woke up from like not expecting to pass out, being like, oh fuck, uh, oh fuck, I got obligations. I gotta get to. I gotta get. I gotta fucking get my shit together right now. But uh, uh, I don't need cat butt. Is what I'm saying. The, I was like, hey, it's, ja- the- it's jazz month, right? So like, yeah. you know, it's getting close to the holidays. Let's, let's jazz little, month, like. Like we're we're listening to jazz. You're gonna like this other human being that's around me, and uh, so it's just fine. I'm just gonna put on this jazz, and, uh, and I wasn't thinking about the fact that when most people hear the word jazz, they think like you know Bing Crosby and shit like that. Elevator Soul. stuff. The, the fucking movie Soul or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and instead, I uh, for this month picked like two. I mean, no matter how popular Wayne Shorter is to jazz musicians, like two relatively obscure avant-garde musicians that that tend to um, break from the normal format of what people consider music. And, <laughs> and like I was just putting this shit on, and every every single time it was like, ugh, can't we listen to something else? And I made the fucking mistake of of mentioning. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Then I wound up having to listen to it several times already. Uh, I even put it on at work one day as as a as a joke because one of the other employees I I don't remember what I had had played, but they were like, "If you follow this up with All I Want for Christmas is You, this fucking party is gonna lose their mind." And I was like done and i put it on and the only person that lost their mind was me (laughs) dude that song i don't know man isn't it like the the most modern like uber christmas song i'm pretty sure seven million dollars a year well because every other most known song a year from is known previously right on the radio yeah it's insane but yeah apparently my four-year-old is like that's her shit right now. And then after that, it's <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. And then after that, it's Kelly Clarkson's Under the Tree. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, oh, I see what's going on. She loves that, like, 
vocal that the whistle registry shit that they do yeah i think that's, I think that's what it is because that's the correlation man well that uh, i mean that is the mariah carey thing right there the fact that she no. hits notes so high that it kind of just sounds like you're squeezing a balloon too tight that's crazy. Are you talking about her now uh, I don't know about now. I don't know if she can hit it now, but that no. was always the no, she cannot. <laughs> My man Perry's a... hitting back some apple cider over there. And oh. Apple juice. No, this is a Pacific. Straight piss. Mexican oh. lager. <laughs> Basically. Urine. You ain't wrong. <laughs> paper. Oh, God. Paper. I, I heard paper. somebody complaining about a uh, uh, an Australian hitting on them not long ago. And, and the like the 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 deal sealer was that they kept saying, "I'm just gonna drink a can of piss," Cause they like beer. Like they were talking yeah. about beer, but we're uh, talking about fucking like Foster's. Yeah, that was that was the one where they were like, "You're drinking piss." Beg your pardon. Excuse me. My uh, I can't do a very good kiwi, but my my in word is actually dick, but in the sense of talking about dick. a deck. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, because that's a, it's absolutely amazing when they're talking about, oh, yeah, my, my dick. And you're like, <laughs> I just repost my dick. And you're like, you did. So in in 2019, all I want for Christmas is you topped the Billboard Hot 100 uh, 25 for the first time, 25 years after its religion, original release. That's crazy. Uh, this song... By 2017, it had reportedly earned $60 million in royalties for one fucking song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, that's just Jesus fucking Christ. Well, that's the whole joke about, you know, Mariah Carey sees her shadow and you have to listen to the song more and stuff. No, like Groundhog's Day. <laughs> you know what? You know what? All, all I want for Christmas is Jews. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Heck yeah, dude. Eight. That's, let's talk about the real shit. What's your drink? Uh, I call it the Code Girl. Um, <laughs> it's, it is a, uh, sort of like a mimosa. I got, I, I took some, um, um, uh, what's that? Elderflower St. Germain. It's a little St. Yeah, Germain. Yeah. A little Saint splash, a little splash of, uh, Maletti. Um, it's a, uh, I, I, it's it's a a sparkling, um, uh, fuck, what the fuck, Chardonnay, a sparkling Chardonnay, but it's called um, uh, Soto Soto Spreco. It is a local cider company. Um, I can't remember the name off it off the top of my head. Sorry, guys, this is bad advertisement for the local the local folk. But they were doing a um like brand new company that that they were doing like a market right right by the bar that i worked at and uh like you know like a street market like a street fair type of thing uh but it was spilling into the it was from the bar it was in the bar and this guy was in the bar selling these bottles of uh he had a cider and then he had this soto spreco uh south of downtown in case you guys don't get that oh boy uh very local a cider company that made this was experimenting with making uh it's basically a cider made out of grapes. Right? So it's a wine, but it's it's not either way, it's that instead of prosecco, 
I basically, I put a little bit of orange juice in here. So it's basically Prosecco, orange juice, Maletti, and uh, um, St. Germain. Sounds like a tasty drink, but it does not sound pretentious enough. <laughs> but I like I it. I don't know. Uh, it's I, pretty I, pretentious wait, yeah. with the, <laughs> the local shit, dude. Like, the fact that it has to be a local, the, a thing that they're just randomly fucking with. Like, <laughs> dude, that, that would be like... It'd be like blood also, orange from that, that, blood orange from a volcano, honey bee the, uh, from the last just, known. This is freshly squeezed orange juice, by the way. Mm. I didn't like. I cut the orange in half and like like worked it by hand over the top of the drink. Mm. So it's it's my guy. It's like you know, I I, I yeah, I'm not. And you, you do know how to work it by hand. I will say that. Whoa, fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things, like least favorite, but also favorite things to do when making cocktails is if anybody gets like a like a cream based drink, like a like like a white Russian. You know, back in the days, my white Russian was like it looked like cream that you threw fucking Kahlua in or whatever. Nowadays, my my white Russians are like like a layer of like Kahlua and vodka and then handshaken cream. So it like thickens up enough where it's still liquidy, mm-hmm. but like it floats, you know, you get incorporate enough air where it floats on top and it's like a, a split looking drink type of type of thing. Um, yeah. that is handshake and cream is one of my favorites. And, and, uh, uh, just the, the amount of jokes that the, the gay couple that's always in at my bar makes when I'm, cause I, cause I always do it for their, their Irish coffee. And like they order it a lot, and then every time it's like, so you over there shaking, shaking up your cream for me, huh? God, I am. Uh, yes, and yes, I very yeah. much am. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's that's what I'm paid to do, sir. <laughs> I, I'd also like to point out that the other day, this is you know because I don't know where we're gonna go with this episode, and this is just more fun, just chatting like this. Uh, the there there was a a full bar and. Several of the servers walk up to me and and they're like, uh, uh, you know, what, what's that? Kill, kill, bang, Mary or whatever game. Fuck, yeah. like, fuck, Mary, kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, wait, who would it be on the bar right now? And we all look across, and all of us almost instantly uh, said the husband of the gay couple I'm talking about. I was like, it's him. He gets married. That is the one you marry. That man is fantastic. <laughs> Absolute husband material. Nobody even questioned it. We all said the same person to marry, and we all said the same person to kill. It was fucking oh. hilarious. Yeah. Well, and the kill was kind of like, yeah, that poor soul. Uh, that would be the one. Like, he, he needs a release and not a sexual one. He's oh, not meant Jesus. for this world. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, Neither child. Just breathe, child. You don't. You don't belong. Okay, folks. So listen up, three eleven fans. This this is what we're talking about this week. Normally, after all of that, we'd be like, "I bet you can guess what we're talking about," but you're not gonna fucking be able to. We went on the like most obscure of the obscure side. I think this is probably one of the most obscure acts that we've talked about uh, on this this show. This is not something that is easily found or, or or like people aren't just suggesting it to anybody this isn't like this band has seven million fans in finland it's not like that no robert even pointed <laughs> out this artist has like less than twenty thousand regular listeners on spotify or whatever uh mary halverson 
one of my fucking favorite modern guitar players. I'm going to just throw that out there at the beginning in case I say anything that seems contradictive to that. Uh, jazz fucking avant-garde composer, guitarist, uh, coming from Massachusetts, crazily like so talented and, and heavily trained. Um, she works for the school of jazz, the new school of jazz, which I don't know what the fuck that is. Some place in New York, some fancy New York shit, you know? I mean, it's not like you got to have credentials to get a job teaching jazz at a jazz school in New York or anything. So that's who we're talking about. That person. That's the person. There it is. So, Dude, I just her, wanna, uh, how's it treating you guys? Well, her, I, I just have to say, her fingering has to be with how tiny her her hands are. It's just absolutely insane sometimes. When I realized, like, when I finally actually saw her, I was like, "Whoa, okay." I was you're a wee little ex- person with <laughs> yeah. a with a gigantic like, sound. Yeah, and, and she even like sits with it, and I'm just like blown away. Like, whoa, okay, that was I was just not expecting that but that was i have not seen cool. her i mean i've seen her you face did. on the, the wikipedia but oh, i've seen I, below her face because she's the picture has her like behind like um you know those like stands that you hold a mu- music paper on i don't know why i'm describing this a like music a stand a music stand <laughs> that's what they're called <laughs> yeah that's right. uh, a stand where you put on music it. on what uh, is <laughs> you know the ones uh and that's all she had glasses on and that's all i know of her her face existing and she's looking down you know yeah yep, no this yep, was, yep. this was this was a very interesting listen and there was a lot of really cool technical things but things. everything kind of bled together and yeah sure <laughs> um i like a lot of we, well as robert and i were saying this is definitely one of those bands where you're not meant to listen to everything back to back it, yeah it no. just it loses so much in fact i actually started taking breaks because it was very like i was losing where i was i was like and then like the way like apple music would start playing if i wasn't paying attention and it would just start playing another fucking crazy avant-garde fucking jazzy composition <laughs> And then I'd be like, wait, what is this? And I'd look, and it's not even fucking Mary Alverson anymore. And I'm like, Oops. fuck. And I, <laughs> I, I, this, this is one, like, literally, I was listening to the final album that she released, the last, the, the most recent album. And uh, next thing I know, I was, like, waking up. I was like, oh, shit. You know, what time is it? I just fucking was listening to some avant-garde guitar jazz stuff. And next thing you know, I was... Gone, apparently. Um, this the- is also one of those that this this is a difficult uh, discography to actually get through because I and we agreed that we were pretty much specifically going to focus on the albums that were listed in Wikipedia as her as band leader. And by doing so, we did skip over a fuck ton of material because a lot of her albums are like duets with uh, a cellist or duets with a secondary guitar player. I actually found her. Uh, I listened to a few of those too. Anyways, 
And there's some great ones too. I the the one that I know the best, which is actually relatively recent, and and it kind of bummed me out the fact that like, wow, I just found this artist this recently was the one she did with the guitar player from Deerhoof. Uh, she also does work. Yeah, right. She does work with uh, Mark Rebo, who's another one of my my favorite guitar players of of the modern era, who's known for doing a ton of work with fucking uh, Tom Waits from. Like nineteen, the mid eighties, on in fantastic guitar player. She's on one of his albums, maybe two. She's on a Shoo Shoo album, and I don't know if anybody's aware, but I fucking love Shoo Shoo. Uh, did could have like right over my head. And the other thing that she's on that was like, oh shit, I didn't even realize that I've listened to that and didn't even know who this guitar player was. Is Trevor Dunn's Trio Convulsant, who is the uh, Trevor Dunn is the upright bass player from uh, Mike Patton projects like Mr. Bungle and Phantom Oz. He's worked with John Zorn. I've seen him play live with the Melvins, and it was fucking amazing. Fucking love the Melvins. Fucking love some Trevor Dunn. Uh, probably my favorite musician from Mr. Bungle, honestly. And I, I, like, right over my fucking head, you're part of fucking Trevor Dunn's trio convulsant, huh? Okay. Could have surprised me, but once you listen to it, it makes sense. So, like most jazz artists, she is able to produce such a large amount of work so quickly. I mean, you should be able to if you're a professional musician that's been trained in such a way. Like, you should be able to play and just play. You know, uh-huh. you should be able to look at like the uh, some sheet music or hear the idea of like, hey, we're going to do in this timing and... And this time signature, and yeah, we're gonna That's why they call it improv, it. man. So, yeah. But we know that she's not because she is like it's obvious that some of this stuff is very well written out, um, and, and just by the fact that she's sitting there with sheet music in front of her yep. in most of her pictures, you know, or a good portion of the pictures. But yeah, she can she can improv no problem. That is not an issue. Um, the beginning stuff, two thousand eight. Like early 2010s, uh, Dragon's Head, Saturn Sings, uh, Bending Bridges. These are done with trios and, and quintets mostly. Um, but they're, you hear her style developing, and somehow they're just a little more abstract and drawn back, I feel. The earlier part of the career. Before you started getting a lot of horns coming in and a lot more of like traditional jazz players, you'd get like a bass player and a drummer. And these albums would be like, it would almost sound like a song. <laughs> you know, and like these people are I feel like the earlier stuff was closer to they, what jazz is in terms of like what people would think of jazz. I, I you know, I, I don't, I don't think that though. I think it's, hmm. it, it, it sounds like it wants to be that while breaking that into pieces and like falling apart completely. Like there is moments of absolute chaos mm-hmm. and, and, and parts where it sounds like it's not holding together. Whereas when you get later on into the discography, you get bigger bands and it, you could tell that they, there's a little more structure to work with. I felt when there's a bigger band, you know, well, I don't. Maybe well, even no. Even later on, though, like there's 
more of like a structured out song as opposed to even if it's composed or whatever like there there's thought to the chaos when there is chaos but moving forward that she she does go more into a structured song especially the later albums for sure i still do agree with you guys that these albums blend together they bleed they bleed together they they are they at some points it you know the, her 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 technique is incredible like she's an incredible guitarist and like the uh nature of sort of like i think the earlier stuff feels like it's on top of one another as opposed to being completely separate like the the beginning felt like music overlapping and later on it felt like that meme video of what you would what fish sounds like to people that don't know fish where it just like flashes at a, at a musician and it's just the drums, you know, it's like, ta da ta to ta ta oh, and then it'll go to the music singer, like, oh, don't it, and then it goes to the bass. But nobody's playing, it's not happening at the same time. Like, in the beginning, it feels like it's overlapped music sound happening at the same time, whereas later on, I feel like there's a lot more. Like her doing that bending pedal whammy effect. There's this thing she does, it's very important to mention because it's how you know she's there. I mean, obviously, there's other reasons, but, like, if you were to hear... I could never hear that effect again. I would be like, Mary Halverson's here, folks! Um, But it's this, like, pedal effect. It's like a wow. It's like it's like a bending, pulling, whammy effect that, like, right. makes the note bend. And it's really cool, and she does it really fast. Like, she's hitting these notes incredibly fast, so it's like... It'll be like... It's like notes dripping, basically. It's incredible. But, um... Wait, what were you going to say? Sorry. Well, I, I feel like uh, also at the beginning, like that, that bendy note thing's there the entire time. The whammy pedal, or maybe mm-hmm. it's like, it, it sort of, it sounds like a whammy. I'm sure it's a whammy pedal, but sometimes it also kind of sounds like a delay pedal if you like switch like the, the delay pedal to a different timing. So it's immediately like, meow, you know, like it has to like, like change the pitch of yeah. the echo that it's making. It kind of sounds okay. like that. Um, but I, I'm sure it's a whammy pedal. It also, sometimes I wonder if it is just a whammy bar and she's just so incredibly so skilled that she hits yeah, it that'd so be amazing. perfect. Uh, cause you never <laughs> hear it come back up or anything, you know, usually nope. with like a whammy bar, it's like, or what? Like yeah. when you let off of it, it comes like the strings tighten back up. But she's uh, just like got her hand gently caressing it and just applying like notes while she's like plucking and strumming. Dude, and it's gotta be moving, a pedal. And her, it's just a part of part of her hand if she's using it like a whammy you know i you know every single one of these albums does kind of sound like she spent so much time figuring out her amp combo and her pedal combo that her tone is almost always the same and it's amazing how she uses and incorporates these pedals because you know a lot of bands use pedals and it ends up sounding like fucking tom morello playing rage against the machine with a lighter up on the high part like you know it's like it's the effect is overpowering Whereas the way she uses these effects sounds like it's part of her guitar playing. It, and it, it's always there and it's always been there. And I think that it's cool that now I I think I've probably heard it before on something I've listened to. Like I Jack White loves the whammy pedal. Jack White mm-hmm. loves the fucking but Digitech whammy pedal. The way she does it though is, is not Jack different White. than anyone yeah, else say. I've heard use the device. I mean, like she is bending eight 
15 notes in a row that are just like dripping away and then one will stretch off into infinity. It reminds me of this like sequence in this book by Virginia Woolf called Mrs. Dalloway where it's describing a conversation connected by a string that slowly stretches away and snaps as the two characters wander from each other and forget that the other one existed in that time space. It's a sort of beautiful thing that's just like it, it feels like it goes on too long. It's a super cool technique and it's always present. But what I was, I didn't, I meant to just throw that in there earlier. What I was still saying was I feel like later on it becomes separate instruments fucking each other on this, like shouting back and forth. And it's just frustrating. That frustrating. I just love that we're talking about this uh, guitar virtuoso jazz musician and I'm over here saying, Jack White and Tom Morello, and you're like, so it's like this Virginia Wolf poem. <laughs> yeah, I cut that one too. It was very... I don't know. It reminds me. It's it's very artistic. It's very uh, it's stream of consciousness. I think that in the same way Virginia Wolf is the stream of consciousness author. She like there. It's clearly like written, but also a lot of these have takes. Robert totally went to Bard. Everybody, Dragon's Head number nine, Sneak Sank Silver Purple White number five. It's like it's <laughs> just like last two weeks ago. You know, they they what, do more than one take. What I was gonna say though with these earlier ones is um, how you were saying they're kind of on top of each other, and they do, I I still do. There are moments where like the band will be playing this this big sound and all of a sudden it'll drop off and the bass player will be like and then you'll hear a guitar be like Mew. and that's it you know like <laughs> there are moments where there's soloing that's happening but a lot of the earlier stuff it sounds like she's doing that overly complicated chord work you know i've got a g diminished ninth minor and and like later on she like i'm not saying that there isn't difficult fingering happening within the songs early on but there's not as much of it there's it's definitely more like my name's mary i'm gonna lay down these chords for you it's real fucking complicated hope you with your bass and your drums can keep up okay and the drummer's like uh drummer sounds like he's fucking guessing half the time (laughs) this music is the kind of music like okay having listened to 12 albums in a row once again i think this is important to say that i think if i put it one of these albums on independent of the entire catalog i would feel differently about it and we'll talk about some of the later albums which have like the two recent albums have some different feelings that dietrich album has a completely different feeling because of of its nature but it would yeah, have been a really guitars. fascinating music to listen to, whereas six albums in, I'm like, are these people <laughs> a parody of avant-garde music making actual sound and are no-talent hacks? Because by the time you get to the point where, like, I'm serious, I, it went from yeah, being yeah. like, this is yeah. challenging, and te- incredibly talented, like, well-thought-out music to being like, Brother, are you tuning the guitar? Like, it was frustrating to get to <laughs> like, this space where I'm like, am I not pretentious enough for this music that's so I, pretentious? I feel like if you were to lay some of it out into sheet music, it would be like the the first few measures, no matter how syncopated and weird and like polyrhythmic or what the fuck ever they are how many like time signature (laughs) changes they go through uh is written out and then there's just a space for like 
tune guitar for 14 measures come in on the three you know (laughs) it's like that fucking sax video that was i posted i don't know if you watched it but it's like this dude just going ham on a fucking sax but like underneath they had like a rolling uh like music bar and like oh yeah 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 and like like if you're following along you're like okay that's cool but then there's like very similar. There's uh, written the little stretches. marks. It's like the stretch. You know, the the marks for up, stretches and squeaking. Yeah, pick up leg and dance like stankily or something. You know, that, shit like that. But uh, like, at least that what you posted because that was the the saxophone player from Too Many Zoos, who is the guy that they're most famous for, uh, or at least back at their internet famous for playing in the New York subway. And usually it's like a, a a drummer and a sax player, you know, with like a stripped down yeah. drum kit. And he's got a, a baritone sax, I think. But he's doing like dubstep sound type, like electronic sounding almost stuff. But at least there's a solid beat that's like 4-4 four, right. four that he's put. He's like, looking at the sheet music, it's crazy. It It looks like even saxophone players would look at it and be like, yo, I can't hit that like i can't fucking do that why would that like and that's your why you want me to do that right then and there i don't know this is like like you get to a certain point in the sheet music and then it just gets ripped in half and thrown away (laughs) the the so so there's the second album saturn sings i think uh there's like the, there's horn in that in that episode. It's like a, a little bit. That yeah, episode. there's a little bit of horn in that episode. They of, had an episode of, of fucking uh, Tim and Eric. Awesome show, great job, or the fuck this is. But like, it's you know absurdist. It's like, and but this is a thing. It's like when you hear a when you hear a horn going and you're like, this is impossible to play. Like this is so difficult to play. And then in the background, like one of the things. I, I liked about the last artist was that I was describing, you know, that piano thing, that the chords being very simple, but sort of controlling time, slowing things down, speeding them up, you know, like this. And it's just like, ta ta ta. it's just hitting chords. They're not doing anything fancy. They are literally just doing something in just a, the right timing to control the space. But in this music, it's like no one agreed on space. And they're like, but what is space? And so when you hear something like the keyboard or a guitar coming in, going quack, 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 you're like, no, 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 no. That doesn't belong. Like, this isn't working. But it's intentional. It's clearly intentional, but it doesn't feel like it's meant to contribute. It feels like you are listening to deconstructed space intentionally trying to limit your experience at discovering what they meant to say. And that to me <laughs> is such a, a a frustrating um moment to be in for 12 straight records. And so to me, I really do feel like it's unfair to Mary Halverson and her quintet, quartet, sextet, septets, eight ocho cincos that I listened to it all in a row. I, I, I got to album six and I was like, holy shit, I've come to the other side of liking this. I, I I was like, please, I just want to hear music that has any form. Please. I felt like I was in a dark room trying to discover my face for the first time. It's like if you're in a space where you've never seen anything before, like I've become blind and I was like, I don't know what things look like. And they were like, check this shit out. It's... <laughs> 
Just it was a lot. It's just fractals. It's just fractals and like not even patterns. Like I wrongly mean, drawn patterns. That's when you start it trying was, to drill out your brain, you're just like, no. Yeah, like pie. It was just so like interesting though. Pie. You know? It was it was so interesting. And like I I feel frustrated that I'm frustrated, but like uh, oh, oh guys. Well, as for for me, I felt like up to a certain point. It, almost every album seemed to add another musician, and every time you would add another musician, it would start to sound a little more like, I don't know, let's say the Wayne Shorter discography that we listened to, but like kind of fucked up. Like at least when there's six or seven of them playing, there's like three horn players, and the horn players are like, look, we got to do something together. We we got to we got to. We got to do something that makes sense to make this go. And and I did feel like there was up to a point, and I think that point would be Ghost Loop in 2013 or Reverse Blue, which I don't even remember listening to. I did. <laughs> I do not remember that album at all. Ghost Loop. Illusionary Sea, I remember. Which is right before Ghost Loop, because at least there was, I was like, hey, there's horns and stuff. This is jazz. This is jazz with horns and cool. I like that. I was still in the honeymoon phase at that point. The first four. Ghost Loop was like taking a step back. And I remember that much, which it was kind of like a punk rock move where, if I remember right too, Ghost Loop was the one where I thought the the drums sounded kind of not great. Not that they were bad drumming, but like the mix and the tuning and everything was just kind of like maybe. That's punk. a live album. I remember that one. Ghost oh, Loop is a live album. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That one's on EMI too, which is really odd because the rest of them are pretty much exclusively on Firehouse Twelve. Which unless yeah. you're into jazz, what the fuck is that? Uh, on the like last couple are non such. But great, great, accurate. Um, fucking, I. How did she get an EMI album and then decide to put that album out with the, with like the biggest music distributor on the planet? Okay, okay, Mary, calm down. You they were know, to make, Mass- they, they were trying to make money off of anything at that point, Crowder. You know? Massachusetts is in itself a confusing and aggravating place. So. <laughs> Most famously have, racist uh, well, sporting town a, in America. <laughs> hey, just finding, way to go. Finding it on the map. You're like, do I give Bastin. a fuck? You're like, what is wrong with you? You're a tiny little spot over there on the East Coast. Like, Mass- Massachusetts looks like somebody tried to draw Washington in reverse, but fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like almost a square. Washington. So it's got like a little bit Washington. off of it. Washington. 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 Yeah. Washington. 620 fucking killing for fun. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking mass holes drive me crazy. And maybe it's because this is their idea of jazz, even though I do. This is, again, this is my absolute one of my favorite fucking guitar players of the modern era of she's the past really 20 great. years. Oh, she's so amazing. amazing. Um, uh, can I, I say one thing? To... Oh, I guess. 
I, I <laughs> just a podcast. I, I hope you I say like something. Been, I feel like I've been being mean spirited. I, I I feel like I've I've given her only the like the like dark side of it and like comparing it to that uh, fish video is unfair. But I mean, it still illustrates what I mean. However, there are a lot of times where there is songs. You know, there is song happening. Nah. So like, and and that's one of the things that's sort of nice and actually breaks the frustrating. Too hold on, hold on. Holier hold, than on that. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Perry, do you got two headphones there? Are you about to wear two? He- oh no! What up? You buddy? can't bring a child on this show. We're gonna say the f and the s word. <laughs> she can't. Friends, she, she can't doesn't hear care. Sunshine. Oh, okay. She can't hear anything. These are literally like hear. not even plugged in. <laughs> well, well, in that fucking case, that's, that's pretty fucking good. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't know what that. I think I just heard the f word from her. <laughs> yeah hi wow hey what a cute kid wow ask her what she thinks about mary halverson yeah, blue. it's blue yeah blue. it's blue okay she's right she's right there's an she album had... called reverse into blue isn't As there they say there is yeah it's reverse blue whatever <laughs> that's what we're talking about too so all right robert what were you saying what were you saying uh there's these moments where the music no. is a song and I like that. And then they turn into the tuning moments. And the way I described it in chat was the dalliances of noise. Like, just forays into Sonic's landscape, Brian Eno pretension or whatever. Like, it moves between those two spaces. And actually, I think one of the things I appreciate the most about this artist is that she and her and her fellow cohorts have a tendency to do something that's really melodic and beautiful and cohesive and held together and then uh-huh. turning it on its head. So like that moment is really interesting and it's like it it's few and far between it feels like at times but uh, certain albums it's more present and I think like you say maybe earlier on they it was more like that or maybe for you later on but like I heard those moments and I really appreciate that about her as a musician in that in like being able to hold um two concepts of jazz in one space and unifying them it's interesting to hear that but um i mean that's that's pretty much exactly why i picked this artist it's because of that that right that's like her that is her strong suit it's cool far. it's a also, cool technique did, and it's and it works did, uh, when it works did that did that little girl just say fuck perry did that kid say fuck i have no, no. idea she, okay. she, may, she might have, but she might not have. It's the, Schrodinger- the best thing that's ever happened. You haven't been a guest in a while. She might have. I literally said shit earlier, and she like instantly mimicked it, and I was like... Oh. I'm thinking about maybe then, seeing if Cub just, wants to join us for the podcast in Spain, if he feels it, like listening to Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> oh fun fact one of her favorite songs is from post malone too i think that's how we landed on on she has to be here for covering so dude at least for like a minute i think that's how we ended up covering post malone you, we yeah we need her on here or we yeah. want the uh nah well she's just well, gonna she, be like she's gonna be like i love the spider-man song <laughs> that's what we want we need yeah that. we want that we, need that. we like all opinions <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> except except for when they're like right wing. We like opinions on bigoted. both sides. They're both sides or whatever. What are we Ooh, Donald, I mean, Trump? What are we Donald This isn't the J. fucking Joe Trump. Rogan experience right there. What is, what is this? $99 NFTs? What's hold going on. on, guys? I just picture Joe <laughs> Rogan being like, hold on. 
let's hear this guy out. If like even like Hitler was on, he'd be like, let's let's hear this guy out. <laughs> so, like, so, 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 so you're telling me that you really think the Jews are in control? I don't know what can you can you go further into that? Let's, uh, well, well, after this break. But. Thanks, Joe. What what happened? I haven't heard about Joe Rogan in a while. After the whole, um, uh, you know, him getting millions of dollars to be a piece oh, of Spotify shit. Spotify thing. He's still up yeah, to the, the whole, same shit. Yep. But I haven't. I has. It's just. I guess it hasn't been as controversial anymore, huh? With because he was like talking shit on COVID for a while. Well, I think everything fell out. On. Everything fell out. Like. At this point, nobody cares what people are saying about certain things anymore. You know what I mean? Like, whereas then it was like, like an oh, issue. You have a negative view on vaccines. Uh, cool, artists bro. that like, <laughs> that's Spot- so two years ago, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a twenty-four hour news cycle. Like Spotify. Remember back when like Neil Young pulled his catalog, and I was trying to listen to um, uh, Joni Mitchell. Her catalog got pulled. Like, there's a bunch of artists that pulled their catalogs off of Spotify to say "f you," and like, there's a bunch of people still saying "f you" to Spotify, but it's not sexy anymore. And like, Joe Rogan's been doing, and like, and like, listen, in the news right now, people that aren't Joe Rogan are Kyrie Irving, Kanye West, Donald Trump. Like, there's so many other people, and he's not hosting those folks, right? Like, Alex Jones is hosting Kanye West. Well, yeah, and but he's, I mean, he's still hosting Jordan Petersons and Ben Shapiro's, but like, those guys seem like milk toast apologists at this point, even though they're hard right uh, Jewish hate crime uh, racists. You know, it doesn't matter. Better. The other thing I love that you you said Jewish hate crimes and Ben Shapiro is involved I know. too because he loves defaulting to the Jewish part. Oh yeah, it's, except he yeah. promotes yep. people that just are so anti-Semitic. Like I I my the thing the thing with that is though too like even now I feel like the Jordan Petersons and the Ben Shapiros built their half-assed fucking shithead fame on top of the shithead fame of people that were really actually famous, like Trump, like Kanye. I don't know who the... Like, fuck... Dude, I had to watch a YouTube video explaining who Jordan Peterson was and where he came from to even, like, fully understand that he's just some fucking hack that paid for a degree from a Canadian school and calls himself a fucking psychoanalyst or therapist or whatever the fuck. The lobster. I don't know who that fucking Lobster. quack is. Fuck that guy. Rock That's Lobster? the fucking incel idiot that cries on bad podcasts. We should probably get him on, I guess. <laughs> fucking, like, I don't know who he is. I don't know who the fuck Ben Shapiro is. I'm not reading Ben Shapiro. He's not doing anything in the media that's fucking popular he owns enough the Daily for Wire. anybody to... He, ben that, right, great, a deal. Great. Great, and what's my opinion on the Daily Wire? That's some fucking hack-ass fruitcake jerk-off fucking no fucking nonsense. Just just (laughs) shit. It's just shit. You know, it's an internet. It's a fucking website, bro. Like, I can fucking... I did. You know what I mean? I start a website. I put out a fucking publication. Yeah. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck Ben Shapiro. But I mean, his readership's a little higher than ours. Yeah, way higher. Way (laughs) fucking higher. A couple hundred or so, you know. But it's not like he's fucking CNN or something. I don't know who the fuck he is. Kanye West, fucking Donald Trump. I know who both of those people are. 
not because of their own deluded self-fucking-produced bullshit. Well, I know them from being actually famous. But 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 I still I still think this this connects us back to why we were talking about Joe Rogan, which is Joe Rogan expands the listenership and reach of these humans. Like there's no reason to know who Ben Shapiro mm-hmm. or Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. is until he goes on Joe Rogan's 17 million listeners per episode podcast and no one's ever heard of right. him or doctors that are saying it's a transgender right. epidemic that w- young Fuck. girls are being changed into young boys across America and it's a Jewish conspiracy like that person God, no one dude. would ever have heard of before if Joe Rogan had been like I wouldn't I wonder if it would be awesome to put a bigot on my show and amplify their voice by 1000 times. Like that's the problem. But Joe Rogan has done that with so many people now that there's so many crazies out there that you don't even have to pay attention to Joe Rogan anymore. He's just become like an alternate media source uh that is just showing the man who's who by like Uh-oh. like amplifying snake oil salesmen who are literally like destroying discourse in America it's an I'm interesting sorry. phenomena you know that so, man that man has vocally done ayahuasca man? Joe Rogan and DMT so, so i have to follow him because he obviously knows what he's talking about bro Joe bro bro i got a sticker fu- on my water bottle look well look can you fight? Can you do MMA fighting? Can you, dude? He can tear you in half. Listen, can, if did you, you smoke ever, DMT, did you fucking host Fear Factor? Tell me that. Did you work on fucking news radio with Andy Dick and Phil Hartman and Dave Foley? No, you did not. No, oh, you man. didn't. So now smoke the DMT and damn. get into the fucking sensory deprivation tank, you fucking pussy. Stop Be a censoring man. him. He's just joking. He just stop censoring him. He's just trying to get both sides. Stop censoring him. Say, he just to wants to sides. he just wants to make sure that you know Look, that the Holocaust didn't happen. Don't censor him. He just wants to make sure you know Jews are actually aliens from another planet, lizard humans. Don't censor look, him. Look, he just look, wants look, you to look, know look. that there's two Solid different points. My God. Guys. You you don't even I'm done. We're just Censor done. me we're Timbers. Basi- we're we're oh my god, censor me timbers, huh? Jeez Louise. I had a joke I was gonna make. It's gone. It doesn't matter. What I'm saying is we're basically it the Joe Rogan matter. of music though. Because oh! we're trying to get people to listen to Mary Halverson. I mean Ouch. Ouch. <sighs> Oh, that hurt. oh, you guys are just mad because we're not smoking weed with Elon Musk, who is totally why an okay I, person. Why and why a genius. Why would I want to smoke weed with that guy anyway? <laughs> <A> genius, yeah. <laughs> because, he's a, because he has a lot of money, Perry, and that makes him a genius. Dude, because, I get so yeah, pissed idiots. off when people are like, act like he's like an engineer, and you're like, no, bro, he didn't do shit. He, not a damn thing. He literally bought into PayPal, so he didn't even create PayPal. Look, he worked for like X... X something, uh, and then they merged, and then he like came as like an investor in PayPal. Uh, My with guy. Tesla, he was an investor <laughs> as well. My guy. Uh, My guy. If that, like, if he's so bad, if he's so bad, explain to me this. Why didn't this. your Why didn't your family profiteer from apartheid? All right, answer True. that question, and then we'll. Man. Continue calling Elon Musk a fucking piece of Emerald shit. Emerald mine Fuck. me timbers. Did you, did you know he, he fucking sued to have his name put on as a founder of Tesla. He really? Was, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. 
He was just an investor. My, <laughs> but because my reaction he didn't to like that, that, my reaction to that is almost exactly how he reacted to seeing that gif or that 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 meme of the deer at the bottom of the pool, and it says, "What's wrong with my dog?" or something like that. Do you remember that? I think he's yeah. there with like, uh, who's he talking to in that? It's not the Proud Boy guy, is it? Gavin, Gavin, I put dildos up my butt to show I'm not gay because that's what secure people do. It's not that, right? Elon, dear meme, fuck off. I'm looking it up. It doesn't also, matter. I used it in it, one of our outro music. It doesn't matter. No, it really does. Oh, it's Justin. It's Justin Rowland. That's almost almost oh. worse in some way because I kind of enjoy watching Rick and Morty sometimes, but I don't think well, it's even not problematic. He, he even lends his shit to other like shit that's very obvious. Hey, that's Justin Roiland. Wait, what but, did Justin yeah. Roiland do? Yeah, where they him and Elon back in like 2000 memes were still cool, whatever year that was. <laughs> we're sit- sitting around. It was like shortly after or shortly before Elon was smoking weed with Joe Rogan. Everybody was like, yo, fucking Space Karen is cool as hell. Uh, not everyone. <laughs> did you say like Space Karen? Did you say yeah, Space did. Karen? Yeah. Isn't this after <laughs> he called Homeboy a pedo? After, like, oh, they wait. Yeah, nobody so cared about that after. one, though. After, <laughs> after like, they refused his sub-design? Like, let's yo, build a yo, submarine. <laughs> I like, saw this thing the other day that was like a timeline and it was like Elon Musk's dating Grime. Elon Musk pregnant with, you know, Grime pregnant, right? And then Elon Musk has an affair with an intern or something. And then El- uh, Grime and Elon Musk have uh test tube baby together. And then Grime, then, then another affair. And then Grimes leaves. And, and then it was like, Grimes in relationship with trans man, Elon Musk buys Twitter and goes Republican. Like oh, this yeah. guy is the most fragile piece of shit on the planet. Dude, Mommy and Daddy cannot buy a sense of self. Apparently, I he's burning geez, Twitter down, that. dude. I've never seen. Oh, it's kind of beautiful. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you know they implemented. You know they implemented the whole right. thing where now where uh, you can't link out to other social media sites now, yeah, which yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. FYI is actually against the law in quite a few in countries. Europe. He's he's yeah. uh, got a, he's got a, a poll right now that says should he step down, and he said I'll do it if you guys say so, and it's like fifty eight forty two or some shit. Uh-huh. And it's going uh-huh. on for another like nine hours. So vote uh-huh. yes if you like Twitter or vote no I mean, because be- you don't like Twitter. And it's a doesn't matter. Place. It'll yeah, it'll be do whatever it'll wants. be done by the time this episode airs. I guess no. if, if it's got nine hours, it's gonna probably well maybe it'll be out by then. Well, he's well if so it's anything like to... his last poll where he was like, "Uh, too many options. I'm gonna change this and try again because <laughs> he got the well, wrong answer. He didn't like it." At all the other places he's been at, he actually has legit people to know what the fuck they're doing to actually implement yeah. what they need to do. When he came to Twitter and he fucking axed everybody, he's left with a bunch of fucking yes men. And at this point, nobody's going to be able to implement what actually needs to be done. And this shit's going fucking down hard. And it's crazy it's to hilarious. watch. It's why, crazy to watch. Why do these billionaires... Like, listen. I want healthcare, right? Like, I want to be able to go to the doctor and shit. Like, I'm poor as fuck, right? I just want to be able to go to the doctor. Like, these people have enough money to buy 17 islands, 75 yachts, um, first-class tickets until infinity and beyond, 
And yet they still feel like they need to stick their dumbass heads and necks into everything. They don't want to pay their taxes. Like, dude, just just go live in Spain and then go to the next one. Just go do – why do you have to be well, – like, use your money to just never because be e- around again? Because e- Elon is trying to flex, dude. That's why he does – like, all the shit he does, he does it through Twitter. Which, there was multiple things that he called out, which if any, any right-mind developer, if you had your fucking CEO – call something out about code like not like in public like fuck you i am sorry like any code things need to go through a code review like they need to get tickets like we can things can be fixed like but that is just there's an obvious reason he's doing that he's it's all fucking pony show dude it's he's just trying to wave his dick around and say, like, look at me. Now I'm the lead of Twitter. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, all the, the, he actually tried to not have tiny. the developers print out their code for code review. What the fuck does that make sense? Dude, dude, Elon, if you're listening, give away 95% of your wealth. You'll probably still be a billionaire. Go live. At, get, like, just, just take first class flights on your little jet all the time to your little places and nobody will follow you and track you and just spend your money doing I mean, that. Even if they Be do, on your cares? jet at all the time. Never leave your jet. Yeah. Just go from one airport to the next but, oh, yeah. and just spend especially your money that way. Especially because he's suing... You, you genius, man. You can, you can take your private jet now because you're suing the guy who tweeted out your fucking jet Public jet information because public information. plans is public. Yep. Mary yes. Halverson's good, guys. Oh, Mary, I was, I was just like, oh, awesome. I'm not done here yet. I'm not done here yet. Look, you didn't. I, I, if this Pandora's all comes box. back to Grimes, if this all comes back to Grimes, Elon, homie, you're not my homie. Uh, but Fuck like, you. There's way smarter women out there than Grimes that are way more interesting and do a lot better work. So, like, I'm just putting that out there. You can go live on your jet. You can find. Uh, many various lovers that will support you and uh, uh, nod their head in agreement uh, in social media and, and, and in general, like media in general and in interviews and in the public eye, uh, like like Grimes would. Um, just let it go. It's okay. We know you got a funny looking man body and we're not here to body shame you. It's okay how pasty you are, even though you're from Africa. It's all okay. All right. Just give up rubbing your dick on everybody's face and Twitter because I only had a fucking Twitter to fucking self-promote my other pages anyway. That's the only, that's the only reason. Is it worse than or trash pit city or we were like, have a Twitter is so that we can go there and be like, yo, check out the Instagram, check out the Facebook, check out our video, check out our fucking, our podcast. Now, you know, we got this new music, check out this thing we got. You might like our things, get our things and here's our other information in case you want to get there so now it's really kind of getting pointless to have a twitter and now now that every time i go on this fucking website that i hated from the very beginning there is not a (laughs) fucking thing i can do to escape this chalky fucking emerald mining piece of shit this motherfucking slave driving motherfucker can go fucking die in the fucking sun i wish he would have put himself on that fucking car he sent into orbit he's like the first fucking trash pollute like the space polluter he's fucking sending pollution into space great way to throw your trash out there technically we've had probes too but at least we we get info and data coming back functional yes what's his car doing What's no. his car? What? Why did he send it's a car into space? It's got a mannequin just jerking off in the middle, of, like in the middle of deep space. That's it. 
Elon Musk deserves only people that want his money, and that's it because he's a piece of garbage. It is so wild how well, much Twitter people defend pushes the shit Elon Musk out of on me. Reddit loves oh. him, dude. They're like, oh, people Somewhat. jerk that guy off, dude. Well, no, it depends what part of Reddit you're on. There's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, there's a sure, lot of sure, people sure. that are in agreement with like people stroke his ego for no goddamn reason. Like, I think it falls well, into that it, whole like I think. It, it still falls into that like that crazy Republican conservative mentality of like if I had money, that's what I would do. So I defend this guy because if I ever got rich because capitalism works, guys, I will get rich like that shit. guy. I will be a piece of shit too. Like I feel like there's some weird thought process that, that people associate to that because there's no there's no like actual th- thought of like like reasonable reason to act like that especially if you money, come from fucking money if, is the reason to act like that I, I also think if you remove the actual bots from twitter and reddit you're gonna have like an 80 percent crossover of the same yeah. people it's the same people like you go on reddit there is definitely sides oh, there, there are, that are yeah loving sure. elon musk and then there's definitely sides that there's like equal parts like Fuck this guy. Look how stupid he is. Elon Musk is Donald Trump 2.0. It's like a more oh, successful God. Donald Trump, you know? Oh, yeah. He, Donald Trump wishes he could be that much of a fucking douchebag. Oh, oh God, no. I'm just funny. saying that, like, it, like he's a con man who's abusing his authority oh. and pretending to be something no, he's I, not while getting like, I using his brand. Right, right, right. right. Mm. That's exactly the point. But Donald Trump wishes he could do that because, like, at no point has the Trump name ever actually been that successful you got a failed casino you got a fucking failed school you got a failed steak brand how do you fail at selling american steaks president of the united states good for brand my friends uh, their organization their organization's got indicted too for uh fucking uh what is it like uh fraud uh financial fraud so Mm -hmm. elon musk hasn't had that that kind of downfall yet like, even though people mock Elon Musk for all the shit, like, SpaceX is still kind of, like, looked at in a good light. Tesla is still looked at by in a good light. Yeah, Fuck, I because got, he didn't do anything. I almost got anything. hit by a Tesla earlier. I hate. Because he didn't do anything but invest in those companies. But people act like yeah. he literally built those fucking cars. Or he they act like he fucking built the rocket. That's Donald my, Trump wishes he could get in on that. That's know? where my fucking like insane like. Are you serious? You guys realize? Did you did, see? Did mm. you see that the NFTs, the Donald Trump NFTs? Yes, they sold out apparently, bruv. No, they, no, that they that they you like reverse search brings up copyrighted oh, Google copyrighted images, in, yep. and the people that fucking did it didn't even totally uh, manage to Photoshop out the yep. watermark watermarks and stuff. Yeah, I saw that. But like, that's some amateur hour. That that's on top of the fact that they were sold out too, though. Like, oh, that's just crypto bro NFT assholes oh. being like, "Whoa, we better buy that. It's gonna go up in value. It's not going up in value, by the way. It's not getting traded. Nobody's fucking." They're doing so it. terrible looking. They're bad. It's some of the worst design work I've seen in a long fucking time. Like that, they, they look like they. Honestly, somebody that is good enough at Photoshop can slap those fucks together in a day. No issues at all. I was, in fact, I think they did. I was just going to say it reminded me of my Photoshop class I had when this like pretentious-ass fucking chick in our class 
acted like she was hot shit like the entire time for stuff and it was like okay and then oh, we, we had this assignment to make an ad like ads and we had to make like a re- like at least like if you're doing like it has to be at least two right like similar you know like corresponding ads that you would put over right uh dude hers were so bad she did eight she did eight right and acted like she was hot shit because she did eight and like myself well, i they looked th- like shit i did three maybe and like somebody else maybe did four and yeah and she's all like i did eight blah blah, blah. and oh my god they were terrible dude i mean like, that, that is a thing, though, in like Photoshop, like and and like designers that use photo, like it is a thing because they taught it to me in 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 when I was in design school, where it's like, yo, you got to do this quick, so you just like, bop bop, put this yeah, filter, but, apply this, and like now you got a starry sky, fucking throw this in there, you fucking trace it real quick, there you go, you are done with your photo, and that is a thing. People that's are looking different. for that's it's different. different. That's people that, different. that that's somebody who knows what to do to incorporate things and photo manipulate, right? Like there are sure, quick yeah, things yeah, you yeah, can yeah, fucking do. Skill. Yeah, exactly. There are things you can quickly do and do things that are reasonably like, Oh, that's fucking cool. Right? Like you can, if you fucking obviously dissect it, you're going to see issues, but like for a quick thing out the, at the gate, but this was not that dude, this was straight up. It looked like she did a fucking collage and like, yeah, yeah, like there's no up, shadow dude. work. Yes. There's no like any like just, co- just cut around the image, like leave uh, the background. It's it fine. Was so bad. Hey Robert, what did you say about Melt Frame, the the album of solo covers by Mary Halverson? Uh, it, why isn't <laughs> it uh the John Dietrich Mary <laughs> Halverson song. album? That's what uh, I said about it. I said why isn't it a tangle of stars? Because uh, that's what I want it to be. Because I okay. listened to twelve Mary Halverson albums, and by the time I got to the end of it, Melt Frame, it's fine. It's, I, I, was it covers? What was it covers of other jazz musicians? I didn't even look it up. I don't know. I didn't know any of those. Yeah, I was like, oh, what yeah. is she covering? Um, I was like, dude, can you like just get the guy from Deerhoof and then make a song that sounds like that one gal who sings on Deerhoof will show up at any moment, but she never does because that's what I want to hear. And I don't want to hear a Deerhoof album like the most recent one. I want to hear one that sounds like the middle of one of their songs spliced together with like early shit that's sort of weird and then never have her voice show up, but always expect it to. Man. That's what I thought of Melt Frame. I, that's how I, I felt. I am certain. I am certain that we missed some of the best stuff by not listening to the selected collaborations list on Wikipedia. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because... I, I feel like that's more what she does, and it's not really fair that we're we're covering her work without that stuff in there, but it's almost Christmas, everybody, and I hate Christmas, and I've been trying to make the best go of it, so you can fuck off. I'm not listening to 40 fucking collaborative albums. How many are there? There's, There's like, like three, 30. three a year? There's like 30. But, but also, like, when you, like, dude, Crowder, like on Spotify. Like, three a year starting... In- Starting in like 2007. On Spotify, there's there's Mary Halverson's like artist page has albums all over the place. That has albums that aren't on the leader part. They're Crackle Knob, yeah. Electric Fruit, Call On and Off, uh, the Dietrich album, Seed Triangular. I don't think is one of them. Uh, Dude, I got Live I got Strasburg. stuck on some of them without even realizing. Electric Fruit was actually really cool. That was actually one. Weasel Walter and Peter Evans. 
Imagine listening to her in the capacity which I think she probably produced music based on what I've heard from so like the Dietrich album with her, right? That's in between one of the albums that's like jazz avant-garde. There's and the Juju album, I listened to some of Nina and it was like Juju being super weird and like really sparse and singing these songs with like empty space and then the music coming in and like oh yeah, thing that he does. And I was like, "Oh shit, this is different." I could hear her, you know, she was with all the rest of the musicians and I heard the guitar stuff. Yeah, and I was like, guitar. man, yeah. I bet <laughs> guitar. if I heard that in 2013 next to Reverse Them to Blue or whatever the 13 album was, I'd be like, oh shit, she's doing a lot of different things. But we picked her as a leader and as a leader, she does jazz, quartet, quintet, septet, quartet, wabadet, uh, ocho cinco. So that's all based we got. Based around her guitar playing. One, it's right. based around, right. So, right. instead of, we missed some of the best stuff, probably. We missed, because we, we missed her, um, she, she seems like some sort of boring, circular, one style, when in fact she's probably like 800 styles and very, like, you know, uh, big expansive thoughtful and able to like i mean on the dietrich album she's incredible and you can hear the deer hoof influence with the jazz influence and the guitar influence of that and it's a really thoughtful good album you know and then her last two albums one of them is like more op not operatic classical instead of jazz like it's more like a classical or uh orchestration and it's a really fun album and she released those two albums at the same time, like around the same time that year in 2022. And one of them, I was like, oh, Breath of Fresh Air. And I feel like, yeah, we missed all of the Breath of Fresh Air, which was 75 albums. She was like, ha, I only do jazz 12 times next to my 30 times of other stuff. Like, I don't know, you know? It went, yeah, right. Well, like I said, just working with, with the Trevor Dunn trio convulsant is like, you're there. Like, Trevor Dunn's known for doing metal influenced weird shit like heavy fucking shit there's distorted guitars and like when you listen to mary halverson's leader discography her as leader uh it, you there's only a few times where the guitar like is distorted or it sounds like there's there are instances where you'll be like whoa whoa what's happening now is this turning into a like a noise rock band with like crunchy fucking overdriven guitar but when it happens it's, it's not even like in the front like it would be in metal it's like in the background and it's it's cool when it happens to some degree it's hit or miss but uh working with trevor dunn that's what you'd expect it's like loud overdriven guitars throwing up in the front of the mix with like strong bass behind it doing odd stuff non-traditional pop structures um she would be an incredible addition to any band like she absolutely. would be sure. able to sit in with a group start playing without knowing the song and make something would she would make a nickelback song a seven instead of a zero right like i'm not i don't she would never do that of course i'm just my my, six. my inference here <laughs> yeah, my inference here is just here. that she could she would be in a place where she would be like no and make music more interesting Take a look at this photograph I like pants around your knees. <laughs> uh, no one can make Nickelback better. You're right. You've proven me wrong. But my point here is that <laughs> if I know, she San were Quentin, to enter. That song is fire. 
Oh Hot. God. It's going on our top ten of next. Of, of the uh, Vegas Bomb week. is the best song that they've ever written, guys. <laughs> um, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are so up on your Nickelback knowledge. <laughs> it makes me happy. Well, it, it was very recent, so that helps. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, it, when I said the top 10 of the year, by the way, we meant top 10 Nickelback songs of the year. That's what we're covering next week. Yeah, Which is just we literally their album. Like, just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that Pants Around Your Knees song, because I listened to that all the time in 2022. This is the kind of. What? Mu- this is the kind of musician huh? who what? makes me appreciate. What? Um, easy to listen to music that's like meant to be you know big like it makes me want to listen to nickelback uh no mary halverson it makes me want to listen to you know halverson makes me want to listen to music because you know she's just deconstructs sounds in such a way Uh, what about about code girl what about code girl that album so much to death no i hated it i don't is she singing who's singing Who's the one singing? Is it singing? her singing? No, it's uh, it's gotta be somebody else. Amirtha Kip Kid Kidambi, Amirtha De- Kidambi. I don't know who was singing, but it was bad. I didn't like it because agreed. It wasn't good. I no, all right. I'm sorry. I didn't like it because that's not right. I was so used to have I, once again. It's the twelve albums in three days or whatever. But the format of it, like when that voice came in. And she was singing out of key, which is intentional. I know, like, I know everything here when it sounds wrong isn't, it's meant to be, but it was like too yeah, much. Yeah, it's questionable though. It, She's it, pitchy. It crossed the threshold into, you guys are playing me. This is a joke. An 11 year old, but you pranking me? I, I felt pranked. Here's, super pranked. Here's the thing. I, when I listened to the first song, I went to chat. I was like, okay, I got to this album. And you know what? I kind of like this. And the first song kind of held together. These songs, are less chaotic and seem to have more traditional structure to Mm -hmm. them, which I feel is somewhat helpful. And I almost feel like the idea was, all right, maybe I should try and put structure to my avant-garde jazz. And if we're going to do that, make something, let's, let's see what happens if we put like a singer in there. Uh, I feel that the follow-up two years later, code girl artlessly falling despite having a name that almost made me skip over it uh <laughs> i feel like that one worked much better with a slightly better. bigger band um and the fact that it wasn't just a mirtha Mir- a a martha i don't i'm sorry if i'm saying your name wrong person that i'll never meet uh it wasn't just her singing there was uh maria grand is on there and I, you know it's not listed on what i'm looking at but there was male vocals happening too. There was like deep vocals on, and like the change of vocals, the fact that there was a dynamic of vocals instead of just that one person being like, and then the poetry was bad too. The lyrics were not good on the first one. Oh, you actually listened really to the sh- words? Some of it. So <laughs> on the first song, like and it was just kind of like mm, kind of like weird pretentious poetry that I didn't Freeform really need. jazz lyrics. The second one was less lyrically involved and more vocal, and more like there was there was like one one song where she's going like. Oh, like, yeah. I, I, what was that, that goblin was, noise? I that liked just that. happened. I did actually. Like Me that. too. <sighs> Me too. Yeah. 
Uh, I didn't hate the first Code Girl, and I felt that some of the songs I was like, "Oh hell yeah, this is this is pretty, this is interesting." There were moments this I is, felt that way too. It's unfair. This is to an say exercise it, or an example of a particular style or sound that is hard to come by. So I appreciated that. And I do appreciate bad singing sometimes over avant-garde stuff. I listen to noise music. I listen to drone music. I really like that stuff. Uh, I like smoking too much weed and just kind of like zoning out to it. So good. So <laughs> see, seeing how long I can listen to it. This kind it of music me. makes full of hell and the body easy to listen to. This kind of music makes uh, uh, Wolf Eyes eh. easy to listen to. This kind of music makes eh. Boris's first album easy to listen to. Like, there are moments where I'm so frustrated by the fact that I'm an hour into an album that is an hour and a half long. Where oh, I was long too, yeah. excited about that moment when they were like, but not like corn almost, but like, you know, making this guttural sounds after having almost sung out of key. And yes, it was out of key. And it's just like, oh man, I want to listen to challenging music that still almost is music. And that's what Did, I kept was it feeling make, like. Was it making you feel like a freak on a leash? Yeah, it was. Yeah, go. Yeah, I'm just a bad in a cage. All that smashing spumpkins. The smashing the pumpkins. Jack o' lanterns. Why were hey hey why were you going off about smashing pumpkins the other night, Robert? Oh, the one thousand one album. Yeah, I missed it. It generated for oh, and it made you listen to infant. So the day before was Nick Drake, and I was like. I was like at this moment where I was like, you know, this album is either a five or like a 3.5 and I can't tell. But like I've listened to it so many times. Nick Drake's Pink Moon is an incredible album. And I was like, I'm settling on five tonight. Like I didn't today. I'm like, I don't know if that was right, but like it was really good. And then the next album it generated was Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. And I was like, I haven't listened to that album in forever. And I don't know if I've ever listened to it all the way through. So, like, in one sitting. So I was sort of like, I was like, you know, this is the one that everyone talks about, but I've always really liked uh, Siamese Dream. And, of course, there's Gish and all the other ones. I've listened to some of the other ones that are, like, the ones that are, like, artier, you know? They're, like, electronic-y. Adore is the only Smashing Pumpkins song to ever talk (laughs) about, guys. I can't wait until we cover (laughs) Smashing Pumpkins, guys. It's going to be great. Next year is going to be so difficult. It's going to be so difficult. There's going to be so much, like, shitty 80s, 90s stuff that I don't want to listen to. And then, like, also shitty modern stuff that's, like, just I don't want to listen to. But apparently we've been a little too... uh, Nishi? I don't know. Yeah. Into the music we like and certain music that's from the 90s and has, like, a When you you get too obscure, it kind of, like... This podcast was supposed to be lost child on the side of a milk carton and we turned it into we like music and sometimes you want to listen to things that aren't painful for fucking one week you know which i appreciate I, for the this podcast was always supposed to be hey here's a band check it out or don't yep. <laughs> so that was my opinion of it that was, so like that's we what could I go anywhere got. yeah was like yeah you know, we could throw it 
But we yep. leaned in yep. on those Remember? 90s acts for a while, you know? We leaned in on, like, Nine Inch Nails and Eminem and Snoop Dogg and, like, and even yeah, Bajor. it's called, I feel like, it's called Is It Worse Than 311? Yeah, but I, I feel like there's also the You gotta do the 90s. I, I didn't get a chance to do some of those that I would have loved to because we were still working things out. So there's a couple bands that I would have sure, 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 loved but, to but like. But still, that that was when we when I was starting the podcast. The uh. idea was kind of like, all right, we need, at least need to get through this band, this band, this band, and this band to solidify the kind of the idea that we're comparing these acts to Three Eleven, who are kind of a similar band. But maybe we're not always gonna stick to that, and that it is gonna evolve into just like you know random, uh, you know, full discography critiques. Uh, using 311 as the basis of, of judgment, and uh, I, I people like people like the popular. You get like nobody wants to listen to an hour and a half long podcast about some fucking guitar player from Boston that they've never heard of that plays music that they don't want to listen to. Two thousand listens on per song on yeah. Spotify. I will say but that I, I've brought it up. I like the idea that maybe somebody will listen to it because we do it, even though nobody listens to us. So that's even more like. But I brought up the idea, like the concept of people. And like I brought up like bands that we've done because they'll like ask, like, oh, did you do this band? Like, yeah, that's on the list. And like, oh, and I'll be like, oh, but we've also done like people like share. And like right away, like that correlation of like the gamut of like what has to else and be in between like the offspring and share like it was like and bardo like four, pond it was like four, <laughs> four yeah it was like four beers in like just like eyes were like oh shit you guys do a lot of different kinds then <laughs> yeah it's just music <laughs> or not <laughs> wait till next year when we're uh doing when uh we're, we're gonna throw in some of uh, Crow and Hatter's movie night. Yeah, that'll be fun. You know, we're gonna review. We're gonna review some movies, like Heck Starship yeah. Trooper. I hope. Oh, so we should. Best we should. movie ever made. We I put it on the list. Vanderkamp, Vanderhoven. What's the name of the director? Vaglarman Diffin. Well, you know oh, that's yeah, like I can't remember. It's Paul. Something like that. We'll save it for the movie. Yes. We'll save it for the movie. But the, the book is absolutely amazing, and it is nothing like the movie. It's crazy. <laughs> right. It's 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 an it's a step out. Like, well, there's, it's there's, a little, there's, there's similarities in in the military like view, but like and like, there's bugs. There's yeah. space the marines fighting bugs. Of itself, yeah, though, it, it's supposed exactly. To be, like the movie's yep. supposed it's to be a different thing. Full satire of it because yeah. in the book it's supposed to be like full on like this is war and like full on mapping. Doogie Howser's in it and doesn't that he matter. is yeah. It doesn't matter. First, we've got to watch face. Off face waterfall. Ever since we talked about that, I've been saying face off to so many like over and over again. I'll just keep being like, yeah, and then like I don't know that thing makes me just want to like tear my face off. We're we're, uh, (laughs) nobody can see it, but we're doing the hand that movie, dude. John Woo is the best director of all time. Anyway, that's. For another episode, I guess. But John, who's the best? I really enjoyed the last two Mary Halverson albums. I thought that they yeah. seemed a little more cohesive mm-hmm. with the, even their jazz coming the like the chaos jazz coming off more like a traditional jazz band would handle uh, chaotic moments and, and big cacophonous sounds. Uh, so I I like you said, Belladonna 
was the one where it's all like string quartet. Yeah, it was like it sounds so cool. Yeah, that one was it's very cool. so good. It's so good. Like, listen to that album. Somebody go yeah. listen. Somebody please go listen to that album because apparently nobody is, according to Robert, looking at the numbers. Why you always got to look at the numbers, Robert? Because he's a numbers guy. Yeah. It's a numbers I like guy. I like time and counting. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> well, time's uh, just and, relative, and it, man. Amaryllis. Did I say that right? I would yeah, imagine that so. Right. Yeah. That one... Um. That one too, it like had a little more structure to it. It had a Different. little bit more of a. Fl- I I fell asleep during it. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> it was a little bit I, more up pace, not not up pace, but like it wasn't you know as stringy as Belladonna. But they they both again by this time I was getting kind of exhausted, and uh, they themselves did kind of bleed together separately from the rest of the discography, but. I, I felt like they were the strongest listens. Yeah, yeah, to totally. Them. Like not not downplaying them, but grouping. At them least strong. If we were, if you were just like showing this to a casual passerby, those would be the two that I'd be like, well, you might like some of this, Mister. I listen to Foo Fighters, and I need four four timing and GCD in my songs. I so, got another confession. Yes, sure. So there's. They're like Mary Halverson does not get into a groove, <laughs> you know. There isn't like really like punch you in the face change ups that happen. There's weird shit for sure, but it's not like you're not getting the the sudden switch up bass drop of Billie Eilish's uh, bad guy. <laughs> you know, there's none of that happening. You know, it's not. Oh, it's like a different song now. It's more like oh fuck, it's like a different song now. Why did that happen? Now, uh, now I want to hear a dubstep remix of one of her songs. There's no anthemic choruses. You're not getting any of that shit. So yeah, obviously Foo Fighter guy is going to be more interested in talking about his truck than listening to any Mary Halverson album. But if I was going to try and make him listen to one Mary Halverson album, it would probably be one of the last two or Code Girl just because there's lyrics and people that don't understand music and tend to be a little dumb uh get i'm sorry is that judgmental oops we're the uh, world. Yeah, they, they need the lyric i want to be able to sing along with 10 percent. apparently only like 10 percent of the population i don't i someone told one of my, my buddies in like music school when i was at barb was like 10 percent of human beings like instrumental music 90 percent of people are looking for lyrics and like it's just like people just hear a human voice and they want it you know it's not yeah. has it, the only correlation is just that maybe we like to hear ourselves but i mean i Instrumental music isn't for everyone. The best album by Mary Halverson is the Uh, Justin Dietrich ass at Mary Halverson album, Tangle of Stars. It's the best one. That's probably not true at all. Uh, That's really probably not true at all, but it is cool. I like both those guitar players. They're adventurous. I... I'm just vomiting over the thought that, like, God, like, how fucking dumb is that shit? Like, at that point, like, when you're like, I need the lyrics so I can sing along, like, you're literally taking somebody else's art. You do not appreciate their art. You want that for your own fucking ego. And that's fucked up. Let it go. I'm not saying I don't like singing songs. I like singing along. It feels good pushing air out of your lungs and making noises with your vocal cords. I'm doing it right now. Do it at length sometimes. 
great when you fucking sing along in a whole chorus and like you're with the whole group. Feels great. It's an experience. But fucking A. You can't appreciate somebody's fucking just like musical ability. They and did. in order for you to appreciate they musical ability, it's got to be like sing. boom, boom, clap, boom to clap to clap. I mean, where's, yeah. where's the words. hook? I need the hook. Well, I mean, we're trained to, we're trained to hear music good. a certain <laughs> way, you know? Like, Fucking Westerners. Where's the bass drop? Midwesterners. Hey. Welp. Hope. <laughs> Hope. Let's finish this up then, huh? Let's okay. finish this up, eh? Welp. <laughs> Time's Welp. come for you. Uh, um, that's where you smack your knees and stand up. Welp. Well, <laughs> I like Mary Halverson. I enjoyed it. I wish that I had gotten to experience more of her array and range. There's no way on God's green earth that it's worse than 311, even though there are moments where mm. it feels like a parody of music. But I loved it very much at certain moments. I thought it was a challenge. I don't think that most people would be up for the challenge. I think that this kind of music is the kind of music that maybe only 1% to 2% of the population would be like, yeah, that's it. But with that being said, you should listen to what Crowder said, Code Girl, uh, Belladonna is really interesting, and like maybe one of the very first albums, like the first four I thought had really strong moments, Illusionary Sea. I think, um, yeah, no, you're right, those are the ones I was going to go for. And I was going to say, I think the ones that are a bigger band with more horns. The horns are cool, but earlier on, mm-hmm. I think... There's more. There's some really interesting middle parts, but you have to dig in there. The beginning has more unified thematic elements that sound like music for the person who doesn't know anything about this kind of music. So, the first four would be where I would point you, and then if you're interested, shoot for the moon. I mean, she's played like there's like four or five albums with something called Thumbscrew. I've never even heard Thumbscrew. You know, maybe we can cover Thumbscrew at some point, but I don't even know what the fuck that sounds like. So we are a little limited here when we do try and be very, we, we try to do the whole package, but like, this is difficult. Um, I'd say that dang old, I drive myself four by four. I bought a Ford Tough, Ford, Ford, I'm Ford Tough. I got myself job and i like it when the songs have a middle part it's like but then it go right into a chorus and i'm like i like pants back to these meow meow and that's what i like and you know some of this stuff is just a little too far beyond me and i'm gonna say that this is definitely not as good as 311 because 311 is like chill and that's fucking chill bro you guys listen to limp biscuit fucking that shit's not worse than 311 i'll tell you that much i'm a fucking moron gonna move to massachusetts now bye and become mary halverson this this is the story of how mary halverson became a jazz guitarist (laughs) i reject your limp biscuit I'm dying. Perry. 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 Okay. Perry. Okay. Okay. Is it worse than 311? Oh, fuck no. Come on now, man. There's absolutely no entire way. 
Like she didn't even play no power chords except that one part uh, where it was all weird. And she got all electric, and I thought she was gonna crunch away and go. Hey, I thought she was gonna play the solo from Freebird, but it didn't. Bro, happen. I only like chicks that rock. <laughs> no, like it was fucking crazy. But I, I, like we were talking earlier. Like this is definitely one of those prime examples of don't listen to all of them in a row. Like it is just. <laughs> It was exhausting. And when the cool things did happen, like, I'm already exhausted where it was more like, oh, that was cool. Versus if I actually heard that album when it came out or in tandem (laughs) with whatever project she had going on at the time. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like, there could have been so much different, like, ways to perceive it as opposed to, like, shit, I'm on album nine right now. Like, <laughs> She's still playing complicated chords and then bending notes with the foot pedal. It, uh, if I wasn't was I? Jess I Macon, then why would I wear this hat? Ah. <laughs> Jaw months. Jaw. Great. Right down, <laughs> by, right down by the beach. <laughs> so, next week... Um, hopefully the episode isn't just, like, literally a third of us talking shit about public figures. And we didn't even say fuck Ted Cruz. Fuck Ted Cruz, That's though. amazing. Fuck, oh, fuck okay. him royally, but, like, good. still. I'm glad. There's other people that That guy's are a fucking bird pussy. Fuck Elon pre- Musk, too, dude. They're all... Co- Elon they're, Musk is a bird pussy, too. They're all Kawakas, man. Like... Yeah. Kawaka Shaka. Bunch of... Bunch of Swiss Army knives of holes. Yo, Cloaca Shaker makes way more sense now that I think about it because where that came from was from uh, a peacock, and peacocks shake their feathers, and it sounds like a maraca, dude. And if they be doing that, they shaking their cloaca. What the fuck are you talking about, my guy, dude? I don't it's even know where you get that. It's always been that way. Yeah, where the fuck did Cloaca Shaker come? You guys from? have never heard me say that. I suppose I just thought that it was like you're so you're saying where it came from in your brain. So where it came from in my brain was <laughs> I was in Porto, <laughs> Portugal, and there were these uh peacocks at this park we went to and it was shaking no. and I started saying cloaca shaka and whispering and I was like cloaca shaka. And my mom and Nancy were like stop doing that. You don't know if they know what you're saying. And I'm like, they don't. No. It's a different language. And they were like, well, let's check. And so I've been saying cloaca shaka for like easily 30 mm. minutes. We look it up. It's the same word in Portuguese. It's Go just pronounced bigger. slightly different. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oopsie doodle. Um, but I still think it's a niche word. So anyways, you're welcome for that story. Bird pussy. Cloaca it always shaker. comes back to bird pussy. And, and just remember, the cloaca Jazz is the Swiss, the Swiss army knives of the holes. Shit. Fuck, I'm just trying to tell these people that next week, because it's, yo, Yule tied everything, fucking Mary Fuckmas, we're going to do the end of the year, we're doing the end of the year thing. We're doing the end of the year for you. We're going to tell you what we think about the best and worst albums released this year. That's what's happening. We are staying current. We are staying uh, relevant to the music scene in general. And we are going to try 
our damnedest to find 10 albums that we all at least kind of like enough to call a top 10. We got five so far that I think all of us agree on. <sighs> and and the, all the rest of them are albums that we're like, hmm, they're okay. <laughs> they're fine. There's some. Oh, there was some okay albums that came out in 2022. Solid. Come okay. on, Crowder. Solid. All right. Okay is like 2.5. There were 3.2s. Come on. There's th- Come yeah, on. sure, sure, sure. But there's no William Shatner's Bill. Well, there, that's like a diamond in the rough, be? my friend. That's like Aladdin I, finding the Cave of Wonders, my friend. Like that's, I mean, you tune in next week. You don't come across for- that. For us saying a bunch of stuff about music that you probably still haven't heard. <laughs> Enjoy that. <laughs> I think William Shatner's Bill is still going to be number one. Of, of the Stop putting the cat ass in the camera. Stop. Just stop it. I'm fucking ending this. Toot, just fuck it off. Fucking goddammit. Toot, toot. Fuck you. Toot, toot, motherfucker. Uh, deuces. Putting that in there for you, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking God. Jesus shit. <laughs> <laughs>